0: Unitarian Universalists gone wild. (laughs) What is this, spring break? (laughs) Buenos dias. Good morning. I am uh, the Reverend Maria McCabe. My preferred pronouns are she and her. And it is a joy and a pleasure to be with you all this morning as we enter into our hour of worship. You'll have to forgive me because I caught the mother of all summer colds at the end of General Assembly, and my ears are still clogged from the flights back from SOCAM. So if I yell, just go, shh. If I go like this, please understand. It's, uh, It's one of those days. We are closing out the month of June with our spiritual theme of beauty, and today we are exploring the beauty of music, Uh, I am so grateful. I'll probably say this more than once this morning. I'm so grateful for the musical gifts in this congregation, for the incredible choir, for the musicians like Brenna and Richard and the house band who share their gifts. You know, we can do uh, worship without words, but we can't do worship without music. I actually don't think human beings have ever been able to gather together without some form of, uh, of, uh, of music. So thank you all. Thank you all for helping to plan this service. And if it gets a little, you know, unpredictable, that's all right. Even the Puritans sang during worship <laughs> services. I found this out when I did a project years ago to really actually study work our hymns came from. And and you would not have wanted to be in the room when they sang because they didn't actually follow a melody. They just kind of belted out the words, but still they sang. So if they could do it, so can we. Let me invite us all deeper into the spirit of worship with these words from Renee Ruchatsky. And she writes, we are the music as we already experienced this morning. Our first breath is followed by our first song, lusty, loud, primal. A solo that announces to the world, I have arrived. We are the music. As toddlers hearing our very first reggae beat, we let our spines and hips bend and sway in response. As natural as the beat of our hearts, we are the music. The drone of the bass notes of the church organ, a vibration in our chests, tense muscles relax. The breath deepens, we are the music. As we push the air from our bellies out through the chest and throat, our changing expressions shape the sound We are the music. And as we sing together, our voices blend to create a harmony. Each voice is enriched by its connection to the next. We are the music. Bernie stood in the kitchen, mashing potatoes and feeling grumpy. How could he be happy? Sure, his family was having a party, but any minute, perfect cousin Herbert would arrive. Herbert's so smart, Bernie's parents always said. Herbert's so talented. Bernie knew what they meant. Why can't you be more like Herbert? Bernie mashed harder. Herbert and his parents made a grand entrance. Aunt Pearl was balancing a platter of pastries, and Uncle Stanley was proudly swinging a string of salamis. As for Herbert, he had his report card in his hand. All A's, he said, (laughs) waving it in Bernie's face. What did you get? I don't remember, said Bernie. When he poked his head out, things had gotten worse. Cousin Herbert, surrounded by smiling relatives, was juggling a handful of rolls. Uncle Louie whispered in Bernie's ear, it's not much fun being Herbert's cousin, is it? No, it isn't, said Bernie. Let's skadoodle, said Uncle Louie. Bernie loved being on the roof at night. A cool breeze ruffled his hair, and all the lights of Brooklyn g- gleamed. Uncle Louis, world-famous musician and master of many instruments, picked up his trumpet and began playing Moonlight over Manhattan. Bernie was sure that it was the most beautiful song in the world. Even the pigeons were dancing in time. Halfway through the song, Bernie realized something strange was happening. Uncle Louie was floating. He drifted over the pigeon coop and daringly hung in the air next to the building. How did you do that, Bernie asked. The music did it. Uncle Louie showed Bernie how to play a few notes. Hey, you've got talent, he said. Thanks, said Bernie, and he smiled in surprise. A week later, Uncle Louie dropped by with a trumpet for Bernie, and every Saturday after that, he gave Bernie a lesson. It was bad at first. (laughs) Even the pigeons flew away. Reminds me of my brother and the viola. But Uncle Louie was encouraging, that's getting much better, he would say, and sometimes he would even smile. Well, Bernie did get better. He practiced all the time, even in the bathtub. Sometimes he would play for the relatives. Herbert was jealous. He sat on the fire escape and made faces through the window. <laughs> One morning after Bernie had been practicing for almost a year, Uncle Louis called. He said my band is playing at cousin Hannah's wedding this afternoon and my trumpet player is sick can you take his place Bernie Bernie gulped do you really think I'm good enough absolutely kiddo said uncle Louie the wedding was in the country on a long table were platters of food an ice sculpture and a vase of flowers Bernie played with Uncle Louie's band, and in spite of some jitters, he seemed to be doing okay. Only cousin Herbert seemed unhappy. Bernie was getting all the attention. The next time Bernie glanced up, Herbert was tap dancing on the table. The relatives were staring, but they didn't seem pleased. Suddenly, Herbert slipped in a puddle of ice and went sliding down the table. Oranges, bananas, pastries tumbled in all directions. The bride started to cry. Bernie felt awful. And then Uncle Louie whispered in his ear, let's play the most beautiful song in the world. Moonlight over Manhattan? Bernie stammered. Moonlight over, Manhattan, said Uncle Louis. After the first few notes, the relatives looked up. Then two by two, they began to dance. And they weren't the only ones to notice. Bernie played on. When he came to the grand finale, he closed his eyes and he played like he had never played before. The notes rose higher and higher, pure and clear. Suddenly... Bernie began to float toward the astonished bride and groom. Uncle Louis and the band sailed right behind him. And then everyone was sailing over the grass and soaring over the trees. They circled twice and then headed toward the city, over the Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building. And as they did so, the moon rose over Manhattan. When they reached Bro- Brooklyn, they began to flutter back to earth. With a loud voice, Uncle Louis announced, Bernie, you're one swell musician. Even Herbert, who had landed in a trash can, smiled. <laughs> For the rest of the night, the street was filled with dancing relatives, and hundreds and hundreds of flowers rained down, joined now and then by an orange or a banana. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for sharing this. This is one of my very favorite stories. So thank you for sharing it with me. For, uh, you know, I shared with you a little bit earlier that the story "Moonlight" or "Music Over Manhattan" is one of my favorites. And I have to tell you that in, in my family, <clears throat> as much as I hate to admit it, there were some ways in which I was cousin Herbert, and my brother, my brother was Bernie. Now, I. Was not I had many many faults showing off was not one of them But I was the one I was older my brother was was about three and a half young years younger than than uh, than I And I was the one who because of the gifts I was given I did well in school, and it wasn't hard I just I was always a very verbal person, and I had had the opportunity to learn three languages before I was four years old. So school stuff was, was not hard. As we all know, especially at that time, you know students who, who had verbal skills tended to get you know tended to do better in school and you would like kids like me would get more affirmation and, and more praise, kind of like cousin Herbert in the story. My brother had more difficulty in uh, in school. He didn't have the verbal gift, but he had, most assuredly, he had the gift of music. And he didn't discover it right away. He didn't connect with it. But I forget what grade he, he was in when they sent him home with a viola. <laughs> I thought at the time it was to punish us for not going to PTA meetings, but <laughs> that was... A really cousin Herbertish thing to think, um, and I remember him playing over and over again. Do any of you know the song "Go Tell Aunt Rhody"? Mm-hmm. I won't trust me. I will not sing it because it brings back trauma memories. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But then when he got a little bit older, he was probably ten or eleven, and I was I was in high school, and you know it was the the '60s, and I had I had bought. With my hard earned babysitting money, I had bought, I think I had two or three 45s. <laughs> this was the extent. Some of you remember 45s, right? Was my extent of my vast music collection. I had, um, I know I had Jimi Hendrix, um, I know I had ro- the Rolling Stones, and I may have had Carlos Santana. Uh, that maybe was too early for that. And my brother, whose name was also Carlos, was Carl. I don't know where he had scrounged a guitar from, um, but he had this old beat-up guitar. And he would sit in front of the record player, which was in a really pokey place, and he would sit in front of, and play over and over again and, and, and figure out how to play the notes and he, I remember, I can see still his face in my mind. I can see him bending over as though if, if he concentrated his whole body on this instrument, he would, he would figure it out. And I remember looking at him and realizing that he was connecting with something that I couldn't understand, but that meant everything to him. I could see him in this, in, this, in this space of just being his true, joyful self. And over time, he became an extraordinary guitar player. He always loved Santana, he always loved the in- incredible guitar playing, and I, I remember like at that time he wasn 't that tall. he grew to be almost six foot three, and he had these really deep voice he would go all right i 'm going to go make some noise <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the the music that connection that he discovered about himself, which was something our mother also had, she was a, a very talented musician, and it meant. It wasn't just her proficiency. It was what it meant to her and, and to him. After he f- learned that about himself and after he began to have that connection, it opened up other parts of, of life for him. It opened up a gift for poetry in him. It opened up a way to connect with, with, with other people that he hadn't, that he hadn't had before. And he retained that even though there were other, you know, very difficult things. And he, he did die very, very young. My mother, who uh, she was not a, a large person and she had small hands, and she was a, a pianist. And, and I, I remember her playing these uh, difficult exercises by, you know, people like Cherney and others because she wanted to extend the 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 capacity of her fingers and even at the end of you know of her life when she was bedridden and unable to speak or really to connect with folks i would see her sometimes put her hands over the covers and make make the motions as though she were still experiencing somewhere in her spirit she was still experiencing that magic. So neither one of them ever floated over Brooklyn with, you know, accompanied by fruit. <laughs> but I really understand. I understand that that magic that they experienced and that gift that they shared with, with everyone else who got to know them. We have that gift here too. And some of us have it to a great degree and some of us Not, but we share that gift together every Sunday. Blessed be.
1: Day after day, I'm more confused. Yet I look for the light in the pouring rain. You know that's a game that I hate to lose. I'm feeling the strain. Ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll. Beginning to think that I'm wasting time I don't understand the things I do The world outside looks so unkind Now I'm counting on you To carry me through beat boys and free my soul wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away yeah give me the beat boys and free my soul wanna get lost in your rock and roll For the joy that you've given me, oh, the joy that you given me, yeah. I want you to know I believe in your song, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhythm and rhyme and harmony, you help me along, making me strong. Oh, give me. Beat boys and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Whoa. Oh, give me the beat boys and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Why yeah, give me the beat boys.
0: ancient greek philosopher pythagoras taught that the universe was entirely composed of numbers and numbers corresponded to music so all of all of it all of reality including us was composed of numbers and music the seven planets of the ancient world each resonated a different frequency outward into the universe, and their music, the music of the spheres, have you ever heard that expression, was not something that we were supposedly able to hear audibly, but we could experience the cosmic vibration, the resonance of the spheres, and that resonance could impact us as indeed all music could. The followers of Pythagoras believed that music purified us and nourished our souls. It's a line in that song, isn't it? (laughs) That music could keep us spiritually healthy as much as exercise and nutrition could keep our bodies healthy. So in the next few minutes, I'm going to invite you to reflect on what music do you need right now to purify and renew your soul? Ready? Do you need a peppy tune to make you smile and dance? Any votes for Pepe? <laughs> okay. It's not a popularity contest. Maybe you need a love ballot to help you celebrate a love in your life. Do you need a sad song to help you speak to a loss in your life? Do you need a dirge, a lament to help you grieve or mourn a tragedy? You need a happy song to help you celebrate an aspect of your life. votes for that one now this is where y'all can you know jump in if you've been shy so far those of you who have trouble with chaos you might want to cover your ears do you need a cacophony of noise to rattle you into a new awareness one two seven twelve Ah! (laughs) I'm newly aware, also awake (laughs) Maybe, maybe you need a calm lullaby To bring you peace and serenity There was a group of us <clears throat> at General Assembly, and uh, there had been something difficult that had happened in in our midst, and we were we were seeking to process it together. And one of uh, one of my colleagues said, shared with us something that she had just learned in a in a trauma workshop, and she said, "Let's do this." She said, "Let's." Stand near one another and gently, with permission, just touch shoulders. And if we sing together and sway, sing together and sway, we get calm. So some of you may want to try this. If you do, come on up. Come on up. You just want to stand and have a touch. No? No. The rest of you are cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Do we all know when you breathe? When we, I breathe in love. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just, just a gentle touch. I, when
1: I breathe in. I breathe out, I breathe breathe out out love, when When I I breathe in.
0: about the chords. So dear ones, we'll enter into a moment of silence. The music has taken us from happy to sad, to reflective, to calming. I invite you to consider, perhaps you may want to close your eyes, what song is speaking to you in this moment? Imagine that that song is resonating within you. It's resonating within you and it is resonating out in all directions, and it's bringing your resonance to those around you. Moving outward further and further until it fills the room connecting you and each of us with everyone else. My beloved, may our collective silence bring harmony to ourselves and to everyone who is in our orbit. So dear ones, I am, uh, as of the end of the day today, heading off for my summer break and your summer break from me. (laughs) I will miss you. I will miss you over the coming weeks. I will be back the week of August 11th, uh, refreshed. And hopefully, my ears will have cleared up by by then. Uh, There's a wonderful lineup of summer services, Uh, lots of folks who are bringing really interesting and powerful sermons to share with you, so I hope you will enjoy all of those. And I send you with a blessing, with a blessing from my heart, a blessing of gratitude, a blessing of joy, that these coming weeks bring everything of wonder and peace to each of you. And don't forget to resonate outward.
1: Amen.